0: if you'd like to listen to the full episode, please subscribe to our newsletter called VentureNotes. And before going into the episode today, here are some benefits about being a Venture Notes Premium member. First of all, do you know that Premium members get their NFT member pass? This NFT will open the door to private access to events, content, and so much more yet to be designed. It's a long journey. The first 50 member access pass collection could be considered as the OG collection, the Genesis collection. And second of all, Premier members are also invited to join our early-stage startup syndicate called Olive Capital, where we mostly support pre seed to Series A startups in the EU and in the US, in B2B SaaS, crypto and consumer tech. We are embracing the model of a media-driven early-stage investor. Please note that Olive Capital does not provide financial advice. You need to carefully consider your own financial situation and take a risk diversification approach. While the return profile looks attractive, members are aware that venture capital is a very difficult asset class where all the invested capital is at risk. And now let's move into the show. Even more startup founders are onboarding their cap table non-traditional VC firms in the form of solo GPs via nano funds or syndicates. Most of the time, these solo GPs are operators-investors, meaning that they have a dual profile. On one hand, they run their startups or are part of a fast-growing startup as a key hire, and on the other hand, they are growing a deal flow and a community of founders and LPs which allow them to raise a nano fund or develop a syndicate. Over the past 3 years, we have been witnessing this increasing population of such solo GPs. Still, some operators with this potential profile have not launched yet for various reasons. They are unsure about their value add, they are unsure about how to structure it, they are unsure about quality and repeatability of their deal flow, and many other questions. That is why I am launching with the help of OnDeck, a short series called SoloGP Series, to help you kickstart your thinking about becoming an operator investor SoloGP. One word about OnDeck. OnDeck deck is where top technology talents and ambitious builders go to start or join something new or accelerate their careers they are building two things a private goal-driven network platform and a new approach to continuous online education i am myself an OnDeck deck fellow in the podcasting fellowship if you want to kickstart accelerate your project or just want to figure out what's next for you consider joining OnDeck at beyond b-e-o-n-d-e-c-k.com in this short Solo GP series, you will understand how to identify you actually have a deal flow and how to develop and nurture it, the tipping point to launch as a Solo GP, how to craft a compelling thesis, how to build an LP community, plus so much more. If you'd love to learn more about how to become a Solo GP, look for this upcoming series on venturenotes.co, our private newsletter where we will share the full episodes while we just published a 15 minute excerpt on Spotify and Apple podcasts. I am myself in the process of launching my solo GP pre-seed seed fund, Olive Capital, focusing on Web 2.0 and Web 3 European founders, driving change in the way we create, collaborate, and communicate. If you are raising funds, send us your tech. We are also building a platform with scouts, ecosystem partners, talents for our portfolio companies, and we are organizing LP dinners in cities, part of our ecosystem. If you want to learn more, head to olivecapital.vc. Olive in this second episode of the SoloGP series podcast, we get to know David Jakubovic, who lives a true passion for data. David is also an on-deck Angel Fellow and a SoloGP. During the pandemic, David launched DataFrame Ventures, which invested in 20 data-driven companies, now, David has transformed DataFrame Ventures to Data Power Ventures in a move that puts a differentiated emphasis on data that he explained very well in this show. In this four-part episode, David shares with us a great amount of insight and actionable pieces of advice while driving us through how and why he started carrying in data and to develop a unique understanding on the power of it how he started investing his initial source of deal flow, his first checks and first investment decisions, how he started to add value to the startups David has been backing, and a lot of examples of investments he has made in the data space, how his thesis was becoming clearer along the way, why David decided to move away from a non-differentiated data-driven focus to a specific data-powered focus, and his five unique thematics he is focusing on why shaping a thesis changes how you are perceived by the founders community and the implications on the deal flow the importance of building an lp community how to balance between being an operator and an investor plus so much more i am sure you will love this episode so let's get right in in this first part we learn who david is and the origins of why data is his focus
1: Raph, thanks so much for having me on the show and uh, really excited here to speak with you and your audience today. Um, Myself, I love all things data, and that's really what my whole career's been about. It started from even before college where I was focused on math competitions, which led me down this pathway of studying actuarial science, finance, and information systems to leading our student investment club at college, learning all about, back then, the early days of crypto and all about traditional assets and the private markets. And through learning in industry, I started working in a career pathway that took me through all things data. I worked at Aflac and actuarial science and then Group and financial control and business intelligence, followed by Deutsche Bank and data analytics and ADP for predictive analytics for our small business uh, partners. And this was all based in Florida in the Southeast US where I was working on these nearshore centers. And about eight years ago, I got the itch to move to New York City. And when I moved to New York, I wanted to get closer to startups and so i took all my skills at big fortune 500 companies and translated that into data science consulting and working for startups in new york uh, this was fast-paced, and over time, I got involved in two of the major startups in the city. One was General Assembly, a big EdTech boot camp player where I helped scale their enterprise data science teams. And then Galvanize, also a big data science uh, training academy, which had acquired the likes of uh, hack Reactor, and so scaling their enterprise motions with Fortune 500 clients like uh, USAA and Charles Schwab and Invesco and Refinitiv. And then during the pandemic, I made the transition to get even closer to data products. I joined uh, formerly MemSQL, now known as SingleStore, which is a, a hybrid transaction analytical processing database startup startup. Uh, originally Y Combinator 2011, and now backed by the likes of Google Ventures, Insight, CoSla, Dell, and HPE. And I've been there for the last year and a half, helping scale up our client technical services, uh, providing white glove service to our clients and partners, and helping Single Store be the new database that scales on the market to replace Snowflake, MongoDB, and Redis. I also have a AI data science podcast called Humane that I've been running the last three and a half years where we featured founders from pre-seed to IPO who are building the next generation of data, ML, and AI products.
0: In this second part, David explains how his first two startup investments helped him move his focus to data, how he started DataFrame Venture Syndicate. David also shares with us a few deals he's done and explains his three key takeaways as an early-stage investor, in particular on the risk of scaling an investment decision-making
1: process. So having worked in the startup ecosystem, I've seen not only working for startups, I've seen a lot of my colleagues move to different startups over the years. And one of the startups that I did a lot of mentoring and advising for was AngelHack. For a long period of time, AngelHack led global hackathons. uh, And I was focusing on the ones in North America by attending their hackathons in New York, Detroit, Seattle, San Francisco, and other cities, I saw a lot of emerging startups. To me, I felt I was on the front lines, like being part of the Techstars or Y Combinator ecosystem, seeing the excitement of founders building the next generation of products. So this continued to scratch my itch for wanting to be involved with startups I was continuing to advise and mentor. At one point, I was uh, based out of the Techstars office in New York and helping mentor uh, startups as well. And a few years ago, I leveled up by starting to invest. I became an angel investor, uh, predominantly through uh, this great community known as Gangels, which focuses on the LGBTQ community uh, and increasing diversity and access uh, for investments across the ecosystem. So I started seeing uh, their startup portfolio, which was very exciting, and this included uh, some of my early investments, such as Frank, which is uh, an educational company that helps uh, anyone apply for FAFSA and loans so that they can attend college and manage that cost so that they're doing uh, something that makes sense for them as they grow. Uh, other investments included early on uh, Manscaped, you know, which is a direct-to-consumer product, which helps uh, you know increase uh, the the uh, shaving market, but with a viral effect uh, by having their product very smart with viral loops. We would see their ads on the subways. We'd see them uh, with football players at at the Super Bowl. It was a very fascinating startup. And what I saw about both of these companies was a specific mission. And the mission was purpose-driven. With Frank, that purpose was about access. It was about helping everyone achieve their dream of getting a college degree. And for Manscaped, it was about realizing that there were inferior products on the market today and that they were changing to be the market leader. And that market leader was about, you know, um, male confidence, so to speak. And so seeing these two companies got me inspired to not only invest through a syndicate, but also then to do direct investing. So I started connecting with more founders based in New York. And one of my next startups I was really excited to invest in was Ash. Ash Health and Wellness, a startup that uh, is based out of Cornell Tech. Uh, the founders were both in the Cornell Technion uh, program on Roosevelt Island in New York. And before the pandemic, they started building a startup for remote diagnostic testing around STIs and uh, letting you get kits at your apartment or house and mailing those back through UPS or FedEx labels. And for me, this investment started to get my interest even more into data because I wanted to see how the movement of data and access for testing was occurring in different locations and how that could impact the business's growth with product-led growth motions. So that's really my beginnings of the angel uh, investing uh, career pathway. As I continued to angel invest, my focus narrowed. It went back to my roots on data, ML, and AI, and I realized that there was an incredible breadth of deal flow here, everywhere from pre-seed to pre-IPO, and for me to have the greatest impact, that meant participating with startups at the earliest of days, which is the pre-seed and seed market. and. To do that with so many startups coming up and running, I mean, in the data ML AI market alone, there's at least, uh, we're seeing over a 1,000 new startups a year uh, globally. There's no way to touch every single company and to help each founder be successful on my own, given just the bandwidth of my time. And so to further expand on investments, I thought about how could I bring my network and my skills together so that. Everyone who I know who works in data, machine learning, and AI can partner up, and we could partner up on advisory, on mentorship, uh, and on investments, and that led to the creation of the DataFrame Ventures Syndicate, which focused on investing in data-driven startups, and we created that uh, during the pandemic. And in that duration of its syndicate life, uh, invested in 20 startups. These startups were anywhere from Pre-Seed, Seed, seed, and Seed Plus. And they were uh, check sizes of, on average, $125,000. So very uh, meaningful capital, both from a money perspective for founders, but in addition, that strategic value add. And so the goal with DataFrame, was to provide introductions to clients and customers so that startups could turn their ARR on. It was to help with early hiring, so finding uh, individuals in our network who are working as data scientists or uh, customer uh, success managers to bring them into the field to help with those pre-sales and post-sales motions. And it's also to help the portfolio companies be successful as they're thinking about follow-on financing from other investors. And in those early days, uh, we've already had some breakouts from DataFrame that i have been really excited for us to back the founders. Uh, one of those is known as KEYS, which is an anticipatory communication system. So today we all run our lives on mobile devices. And whether you're on uh, Android or iOS, you text a lot. And usually that's a manual process. And one of the challenges in sending messages either to the enterprise or to your friends and family, is the cold start problem, that you don't always know what you wanna say, and that creates time delay and is a decision fatigue on your mental awareness. So Keys has created a system backed by GPT-3 to help you solve for the cold start problem. So if you wanna send a message that is comedy or is flirtatious to your next date, you can press a button and get one up on speed dial that you can choose that message and uh, continue to choose different messages and save yourself time and add a little bit of fun twist to it. So we participated in Keys in their pre-seed and now they're wrapping up uh, their second additional round of financing. So this one has a nice uh, on paper uh, couple markups which is looking really good for our investors and LP network. Uh, Another one that I've been very excited to back is a first-generation founder, uh, Wentao, uh, who runs Cactivate out of Boston. So I met this founding team through one of my uh, DealFlow networks, and was so passionate about how Wentao decided to solve for ad generation for small businesses. Uh, himself being first-generation, his founders being first-generation, um, as college grads and you know being immigrants uh, to the United States really seemed to me as not only his passion story, but it was amazing how with so little, they accomplished so much. And I'm always looking for founders who are being resourceful and are building companies that are lasting legacies. And in our short time working together, um, Cactivate's increased its customers by over 30%. And uh, I've done my best by seeing how I can be valuable to provide introductions where I've connected them directly, not only to our portfolio companies, but to executives at ClearCo, Spotify, uh, HubSpot, uh, and other e-commerce and DTC brands in the marketplace. At DataFrame Ventures, what I learned very quickly is a few takeaways. Uh, First is consider yourself as an investor in the marketplace that You know a lot more than you think you know, which means when you're thinking about building out and scaling a team of venture partners, scouts, general partners, diligence partners, you could actually get a lot of that accomplished yourself with a small and nimble team. And so one of the lessons learned at DataFrame Ventures is we grew very fast and we grew with a lot of people. And perhaps that speed is not always to your advantage. Sometimes it's better to start slower and ensure that you're doing thorough reference checks on everyone that you bring up so that you can uh, get accomplished with speed. And what I mean by that is making quick decisions on whether you invest in a startup, quick decisions on diligence, and quick decisions on providing portfolio support. Often when you have more people on your advisory committees, your investment committees, and doing diligence, the process gets slower. And while during the pandemic, we've seen investments with syndicates like DataFrame Ventures grow in speed because of the digital nature of running these uh, calls on Zoom and Google Meets, to the same token, as you scale, You become uh, the traditional angel groups that uh, you are seeking to not become, right? So you see these traditional angel groups on the West Coast and East Coast, which have done phenomenal, like Tech Coast Angels and New York Angels, incredible angel groups with incredible success, also with a very slow diligence process. And the difference was at Data Frame Ventures, our goal was to make an investment decision within under seven days. Uh, not within 30 days, uh, as, as we typically would see with larger angel groups. And so I think that was one lesson learned, which um, we'll, we'll share a little bit later uh, in the episode about how this caused version two of Data Frame Ventures to go to life. Um, beyond this, another important decision is that there is a lot of capital on the market, and that means that for us as a smaller player in the market, DataFrame Ventures on average doing check sizes of $125,000, we're often coming up to bat against investors who are cutting million, $2 million checks and bigger checks as well. So it's making sure that you can differentiate yourself as an investor, and that's why we focused in on being data-driven but we quickly learned as well that data-driven wasn't good enough in fact that was very broad of a thesis which also led to the reinvention on version 2 data power ventures
0: thank you for listening to this trailer and if you'd like to listen to the full episode, please subscribe to our newsletter called Venture Notes. And amongst a few other things, such as discount codes to events and tools, you get early access to our upcoming podcast agenda and full replays. See you very soon on Venture Notes, venturenotes.co.